0: Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This will be for Deuteronomy chapter 7. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites and the Giragazites and the Amorites and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than, they, than thou, and when the Lord thy God shall deliver thee before thee, deliver them before thee thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them thou shalt make no covenant with them nor show mercy unto them scripture mastery verse neither shalt thou make marriages with them thy daughters or thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son how difficult is it on a couple when one is a member of the church and the other is not for they will turn away thy son from following me that they may serve other gods so will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you, and destroy thee suddenly. And thus ye shall deal with them, ye shall destroy their altars, and break down their images, and Hebrew for pillars, and cut down their groves, or asherim, fertility deities, and burn their graven images with fire. The Hittites, Hivites, and Jebusites were direct descendants of Canaan, son of Ham, and were therefore Canaanites. The Girgazites, Amorites, and Perizzites were inhabitants of Canaan, Canaanite also refers to one who lived in the land of Canaan, irrespective of descent. Undoubtedly, these groups uh, had intermarried. By the time Israel approached the promised land, these Canaanites had become an extremely wicked and idolatrous people. When Abraham was told that his seed would inherit the land of Canaan, the Lord also told him that Israel would first be taken into captivity in Egypt, because the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Now, several hundred years later, that fullness of iniquity had come. Certain acts are so evil and so destructive to the order of the society that the only just reparation is the death of the guilty parties. Nephi was told that Laban's death was justified because his wickedness threatened the spiritual existence of an entire future nation. The Lord began his explanation of that principle by saying, Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. Likewise, the kinds of evil of which the Canaanites were guilty were so infectious so contaminating that to have shown mercy and let them survive would have proven to be the spiritual downfall of Israel. Indeed, later history shows that this is exactly what happened when Israel failed to follow these instructions. Moses warned Israel, Not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of thine heart dost thou go to possess their land, but for the wickedness of these nations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Israel was not commanded to treat all her enemies in this manner. One commentator explained why the Canaanites were different. The second commandment prohibits graven images in worship, and it requires the destruction of all such forms of worship. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them, and quite break down their images. In Deuteronomy 12, the contrast is drawn clearly. Obedience means on the one hand destroying all places of idolatrous worship and on the other bringing offerings to God in the prescribed manner and to the pre- in the prescribed place. The commandment to destroy idolatrous places and images is related is restated in Deuteronomy 7:16 and 22 numbers 33 and Exodus 33. But in certain instances the destruction of graven images required also the destruction of the people of the images. Not only the, not only are covenants with the Canaanite, Canaanites forbidden, but in our marriage also. The Canaanites were devoted or set apart, sanctified unto death by God's order. This is an important point and needs careful attention. The law specifically forbade reprisals against Egyptians or any other foreigner instead of vengeance. They should remember their oppression in in Egypt as a means of greater dedication to justice for all under God's law. Having suffered injustice at, at foreign hands, they should themselves be careful to avoid being like the Egyptians themselves, the instruments of injustice. Egypt sought to exterminate all Hebrews, but Israel was required to render justice to all Egyptians in terms of their individual obedience or disobedience to the law. But all Canaanites were devoted to death. The criterion was not enmity to Israel, but the law of God. Egypt was an enemy of God, as was Canaan, but the iniquity of the Canaanites was full or total in God's sight. Prostitution and homosexuality had become religious practices to the the point where the people were entrenched in depravity and proud of it. Their iniquity was full or total. According Accordingly, God sentenced them to death and made Israel the executioner. The Canaanites, as a whole, were were deserving of death. God's patience allowed them a few centuries from Abraham's day to Joshua's, and then his judgment was ordered executed. The failure of Israel to execute it fully became finally their own judgment. Nephi said of the Canaanites, He that is righteous is favored of God, but behold, this people had rejected every word of God, and they were ripe in iniquity." For thou art, verse 6, for thou art an holy people, a nation consecrated to unto the Lord thy God, to, to the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for you were the, you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he hath kept the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, Hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondman, out of bondman from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt? Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And repayeth them that hate him to their face. To destroy them he will not be slack to him that, that hateth him, he will repay him to his face. Thou shalt therefore keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments or ordinances which I command thee this day to do them. Wherefore it shall come to pass, if ye hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he sware unto thy fathers. And he will love thee, and bless thee, and multiply thee, and he will bless the fruit of thy womb, and the fruit of thy land, thy corn, grain, and thy wine, and thine oil, and the increase of thy kine, and the flocks of thy sheep, and in the land which he sware unto thy fathers to give thee. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you, or among your cattle." And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness, and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which thou knowest, upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. And thou shalt consume all the people which the Lord thy God shall deliver thee. Thine eye shall have no pity upon them, neither shalt thou serve their gods, for that will be a snare unto thee. If thou shalt say in thine heart, These nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? Thou shalt not be afraid of them, but shall but shalt well remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and unto all Egypt, the great temptations or trials which thine eyes saw and the signs and the wonders and the mighty mighty hand and the stretched out arm whereby the Lord thy God brought thee out, so show, so shall the Lord thy God do unto all the people of whom thou art afraid. Moreover, the Lord thy God will send the the hornet among them until that they are left and hide themselves from thee be destroyed. Thou shalt not be affrighted at them, for the Lord thy God is among you, a mighty God and terrible or awesome. And the Lord thy God will put out those nations before thee by little and little. Thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beasts of the field increase upon thee. In other words, wild animals become too numerous for you. But the Lord thy God shall deliver them unto thee and shall destroy them with a mighty, mighty destruction until they be destroyed. Throw them into great tumults. And he shall deliver their kings into thine hand, and thou shalt destroy their name from under heaven. There shall no man be able to stand before thee until that until thou have destroyed them. The graven images of their gods shall be burn shall ye burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein, for it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be accursed, a cursed thing like it, but thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. So that's the end of chapter 7. So we'll see you next time. Bye.